0: You're listening to the Desperation Podcast, a generation in desperate pursuit of God. www.desperationonline.com
1: talking about growing in the knowledge of God, Matthew chapter 16, when Jesus came, verse 13, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the son of man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah, one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus Christ. Jesus answered, "Blessed are you, Simon son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. I really believe that that's the question that, as you and I commit to this lifestyle that we've talked so much about, about growing in 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 being in love with God." in developing knowledge of who God is, that ultimately the foundational question is, is not so much who do other people say that I am. It's the question that most of us, most of our spiritual life often lives upon what other people are saying. The songs are not songs within our heart. Most of the time, they're the ones that are in Matt Redmond's heart or Jared Anderson's heart or Martin Smith's heart. A lot of times it's not the books that are, are overflowing from us, but it's what other people are saying. A lot of times it's not the sermons that are overflowing from us, but it's the sermons that are overflowing from other people. Sometimes it's not the prayers that are coming out of our heart, but it's the prayers that are coming out of somebody else's. And because of that, because we feed so much on what other people are saying, sometimes it's very easy to not be not really be able to answer the question truly within us, who do you say that the Son of God is? Who do you say that the God of the ages really is? Who is he to you? How much do you know him? How much of your feeding upon God has been because you've been with him, you've spent time with him, and how much of it is just ideas that you've formed because you've gone through the high school group or you've gone through the youth group, you've gone to the conference, you've been to church, you've, you 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 you've you've seen the Jesus movies now? How much of it, when it's just you and God, is really in you? How much is in you? How much have we encountered? As we step forward, even with this new prayer center vision, I've been thinking about what is it that we're desperate for? You know, like we've named a movement, Desperation. We've stated it. We've made a billion flyers and websites and We've been doing it for seven years, and I've been saying, what is it that we're truly desperate for? And really, when you get down to the heart of it, we're we're desperate to encounter God. It's really about being desperate for encounter. We're desperate to know and to love and to experience God. There's a whole lot of groups that are writing books on it. There's a whole lot of seminaries. There's a lot of Bible schools. And so when you get down to the real question, what is it that we're searching for? What is it that we're desperate for? It's not so much that we're desperate for another book, although I like another book. It's not that we're desperate for another class, although I like another class because we know we want our minds to grow. But really, what we're really desperate for, what we're really hungry for is when it's just us, when it's just you and God, when it's just maybe you as an individual, or maybe it's just us as the prayer group, as the people pressing and contending in prayer. What is it that we're hungry for? We're desperate. We're hungry for an encounter with God. To know him, to experience him, to have God invade invade our normal mundane life, invade us, cause our hearts to come alive. That's what we're desperate for. That's what we're pursuing. That's why night after night after night, we come in here into this room now, and we cry out, we believe, we press, we pray. Tonight, I wanna encourage you to pursue, to ask for a spirit of revelation. A spirit of revelation, Ephesians chapter one. You're all so familiar with this. This is just like cramming this into your brain. Ephesians chapter one, verse sixteen. I have not give stop. Here's Paul speaking. I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking. So we could just stop there and say, all right. If Paul is going to continue to press and pray, he's going to keep asking and here is the one who you know is asking you know people to help him be bolder here's the guy you know who's saying pray without ceasing here's the guy that is he's a prayer guy and he's saying i always pray for you i pray for you often what's the nature of what he's praying for i keep asking what is it that the god of our lord jesus christ the glorious father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation a spirit of wisdom a spirit of revelation Why? What's the purpose? Why do we need a spirit of revelation? Why does there need to be a hunger that we possess for revelation or spirit of revelation? What's the purpose? So that you may know him better. Say better. I think one of the things that it's easy for us to do is say, Hey, listen, not only did I pray the sinner's prayer, but hey, I joined the furnace. So now I spend a lot of times praying and I know him. And compared to where you were a year ago, you really know him. And so there's a smile on your face and there's a skip in your step. And you're eager to tell high school kids, Hey, listen, I, I really know him. I know that there's a lot of people living dead religion and, and talking and confessing his name, but there's nothing alive on the inside. But I want you to know I really know him. But tonight I want to press that a little bit further and look at Paul. He's saying, I, I never stop asking. I keep asking, I keep crying. Why? That you might know him better. But there's really no end to the measure to which you have the capacity to know him. And there's really no end to, to keep asking, God, I want to know you better. Better. You've never arrived, and you'll never arrive. The seraphims cry out night and day. They've never arrived. They've, they've beheld his glory. They've stood before him. They've fallen before him. They've come up again, over and over and over again. And they have... Never arrived. You won't ever arrive. And yet we're asking that God would consume us with a spirit of revelation so that we might know him better. That he would be the revealer. That the Holy Spirit would be the revealer of God to us. That God, I mean the Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit, would reveal perfect God to you that you would grow, that you would possess a spirit of revelation. I want you to walk away from here tonight asking God for the next six nights for a spirit of revelation. We're just going to do a hands-on kind of attempt. Let's just see what happens when a hundred of us ask God every night for the next six nights for a spirit of revelation. I just want you to add it. Just write it in. Write it in your quiet time. We're going to do an experiment. And I want you just to ask God, give me a spirit of revelation. I want you to put Ephesians 1, 16 through 19 on there. God, give me a spirit of revelation. I want you to ask him. I'm not, I'm not, this isn't a sermon point. This is okay. I'm gonna put on the hat of I'm now uh intern director. I want you to ask God every night for a spirit of revelation and just see what God does. Just see if you begin to have not so much. Intellectual concepts of God suddenly awaken in your head. But more what we read about in Ephesians 3 where beyond what our minds can comprehend, you begin to behold him and see him. And God reveals himself to you in a way that is far beyond a book that you read. We're all together, or the guys, we're all reading The Knowledge of the Holy. We want to continue to fill our minds with the knowledge of God. But in addition to that, what are the things that only God can reveal to the heart that's not even something that your mind can get, but it's something that comes alive in you? Something that God does in your heart. Just imagine the moment where we stand before God and I was talking to someone today. I was talking to Brent Parsley, and I was just saying, you know what? At the end of the day, like, There's so much disillusionment with the pursuit of successful ministry. There's so much disillusionment with the pursuit of being successful before men. And at the end of the day, there will be a moment where we'll stand before God and we'll have to answer and we'll get to answer the question how much pursuit do we have of gaining a revelatory spirit on God, of gaining what could be known on the earth? How much did we know him? I don't know. I'm just disillusioned with, I'm just disillusioned with successful ministry on the planet. I just, and maybe it's what we're walking through as a church, but right now, there's just not a whole lot of zip on that for me. But I'll tell you where the zip's coming. The zip, that's another word for anointing. I'm just throwing that word out. Anointing sounds like my grandpa, you know. I'll tell you where the zip's at.
0: It's God, reveal yourself to me. That's, that's
1: what hits me. God, I, I want a spirit of revelation. That's where the juice is. That's where it's at. That's what I want. I want to encounter. And we'll stand before Him. And ultimately, have the question: where we consumed with God? Were you? Not, not, don't put it on me. Don't put it on me as the speaker tonight. Don't put it on your accountability I, I want, or your accountability group leader. I want you to put it on you. Imagine God asking you the question, Austin, were you consumed with me, with God? Was your whole soul consumed with who he is? Who he was? And who he's going Oh there is one that's worth studying. There's one that's worth giving yourself to and asking for over and over again to reveal himself. It's the God of the Ages. Oh man, it's good for you to get some education on algebra. It's good for you to get some geography. It's good for you to get some economics. It's good to get some governments. But there's one there is one that surpasses them all, and in the midst of all your getting education, don't forego getting the knowledge of God in your heart. Don't settle short. Jesus prayed for it in John seventeen three. He says, Father, I want them to know you. Jesus is praying for you to know God. Be the fulfillment of Christ's prayer. Jesus is Jesus saying in Matthew 22, love the Lord your God with all your heart. He wants you to know. He wants you to love. To know is to love. Just 10,000 people with accusations against God, but I tell you this, to really know God is to love God. You cannot possess, you cannot possess the secret encounter, the knowing of him. Know him is to love him. You cannot know him in the secret place. You go well, maybe not. Oh no, the final moment when he, when we all stand before him, we all look at him. In that day, there will be nobody that begrudgingly, you know, the Philippians too, bows their knee because every knee will bow. Yep. every tongue confess. All right. Come on, sinners. Let's let's bow our knee. We gotta do this now. He is God after all. Alright. What do we say? Tell me my line. To him, him who what is it? To him who overcomes. Him who sits on the throne. Oh, there'll be no casual knees bowing of sinners looking at God saying, He's making me do this. Oh no, there will be the moment where the full revelation of who God is, and there is no response that any human creature on the earth, above the earth or under the earth can do, but fall on their face and go, to him who sits on the throne and unto the Lamb, be blessing and glory and honor and power forever and ever. That is the ultimate response. There will be no, oh man, well, party in hell, man, you know, let's go down. He's forcing us to go down there, so kind of screwed up. At least we lived the good sinful life while we could. Now we'll pay for it forever. Oh, no, 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 no. Every creature will go, he is awesome. He is holy. Even the sinners of sinners will go, oh. Every knee will bow. And every tongue will confess. And it has nothing to do with God forcing them to, because he will ultimately go, you pathetic slugs. They will be overwhelmed with who he is. And the response will be nothing but, wow. He will be worshipped. Every creature on the earth, above the earth, under the earth, will bow. Everyone will confess. There will be that enthrallment. Friends, we want to get that enthrallment today. We don't want to be content to have that day be the day where we get started. That's the day that it's a growing crescendo, but the crescendo started years ago in the days of our youth when we were twenty-one, crying out for spirit of revelation. Reveal yourself. God, show me what it is that you're the forgiving one. God, show me what it is that you're the healer. God, show me what it is, Lord, that you uh never change. God, show me what it is that you know all things. God, show me what it is that you have all power. God, show me what it means to be holy. God, show me what it is, Lord, that you are the creator. God, show me, God, oh, 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 show me your face. Show me your glory. That's us. That's who we want to be. With a spirit of revelation to rest upon. We want to know him. Matthew chapter 7. Jesus talks about it. It's kind of interesting. I'd never really tied Ephesians 1 and Matthew 7 together before, but was just kind of interesting today. Look at Matthew 7. This is the famous Sermon on the Mount, verse 21. Not, every, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles and then I will tell them plainly I never knew you away from me you evildoers pretty amazing here did we not do the stuff? did we not cast out demons? I don't know about you but right now anybody that could cast out a demon we would kind of put on a pedestal and say wow you're as cool as David Hogan we don't have to I don't see a lot of demons even being cast out Right now, we call them a spiritual giant. Friends, we think we've got the knowledge of God, and we may be the ones that he says, I don't even know you. Friends, I don't know about you, but right now, I'd be thankful for some power like they're talking about. Did we not do this, this, and this? I don't even see a lot of that power in our midst. And that's the level that he goes, hey, I don't even know you. Whoa. We're not near as far as we think we are. We're not even close. We're not even close to the measure of how much we have available. I don't know him like, like I want to know him. I don't know. I, I'm not casting out demons with power. I'm telling you this, if I cast out a demon, I, I, I'd be all telling the boys in the accountability group, hey, "Hey, this is a good week. Woohoo! We'd do a dance. We'd put on the worldprayerteam.com. we'd do something. We'd celebrate. Friends, we don't even have that kind of power in our midst. How scary for us. How much more urgency ought we possess. I must know him. We don't want to stand before the God of the ages one day and be like, I I know, I know I I signed up on the the ministry team. I, I prayed the prayers. I did the deal. But I didn't. I don't know the full availability of what it means that we really know him in this age. But I know that there is no end. There is no arrival. There is no completion. There is no uh, hit the target. I I, I made it. What there must be is this never-ending hunger. How can I be satisfied with so little? I want
0: to know Christ's power of his resurrection.
1: I want to know him. And a resolution. I want a spirit of revelation. A resolution within each one of us. I want a spirit of revelation. I want to see him. I want to know him. I want to walk with him. I think sometimes it just it just we've so been inundated with cute Christian talk that we have lost our hunger. But hunger is, yeah, hunger doesn't mark the people that are clueless and thus they're hungry for something. When you possess spiritual hunger, it is the ultimate statement that you finally figured out what it means to be a Christian. Fine, finally what it means that I'm hungry, I, I, I have to have. You know, I want. I want to touch you. I've been singing that since a little kid. I'm not, I, 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 if, if, if that's what it is, if, if we've if we become so familiar with the lyrics of songs that there's not this ferocious, God, I must know you, stop singing the song. Because it dilutes the depth of what it means to you. If it, to, to you, that means closet, sweet, nice, kind, you know, good religion, and throw it out. Sing songs that are rough and hard, and God, I want to touch you. In this book we're reading, "Knowledge of the Holy," A.W. Tozer talks about how uh, we've we've we we so we so have been in pursuit of. You know well, just give me something practical, man, you know, give me the one, two, three steps of how to find a wife. you know that's what most of my guys are looking for you know give me give me the four steps on how to read the Bible, give me the five steps on how to do this and how you know that kind of thing but friends, what would happen if from this pulpit and from you even in your accountability groups, if there was such a an abundance an overflow of the encounter and the knowledge of God that There was much conversation about God. He makes the statement. He says, "What would happen if you had the seraphim come and the seraphim just preach for a month, fill the pulpit? The seraphim comes. Just imagine the seraphim. They went fall down before him, holy, holy, holy. Ah, he's holy. Whoa, stare at him again. Fall down, up and down. I mean, the whole. I mean, they've been staring at God forever and ever. If they were to come and they were to preach, it wouldn't be filled with." 20 jokes, and 10 steps, they just they just erupt with the knowledge of God. Just erupt and just feed your soul on the magnitude of who God is. Then we no longer would be content to listen to the guys that want to sit around and just talk. Tell you the stories of yesteryear. Make up some cool little tricky jokes to keep your attention. No, because what needs to be keeping our attention is this river of consumed with the person. We heard, if we, I mean, seriously, if we heard some angelic being that had spent time in heaven come and talk here, he would not sit here and make a hundred jokes, have, you know, three steps and be done. He'd be just filled, talking so much about God. you would be literally not going, hey, when's this guy going to be done so I can go to Chili's? would be like, no, don't stop. My soul is feeding on God. Keep talking, man. Or beast, burning one, seraphim creature. Just keep talking, dude. This
0: is what I'm feeding on.
1: John Piper talks about that his goal as a preacher is to spread a table before his congregation of the glories of God for them to feast upon. I want to ask you, what if you knew him so much? What if you had been on the mountain and when you went to your workplace to the high school groups that you lead, the accountability groups, if you knew him so well, that you were spreading a table the glories of God, what happened now i 'm not saying that we stop doing normal life i 'm not saying I mean that we don 't go to school and do the things we do, but within you is this massive river that is so much. Filled with revelation, I've been around people like that. I've been around people that I just I just want to keep talking to them because to talk to them is to cause my heart to come alive. Why? Because my heart comes alive in the presence of someone that's talking about the one that I love. My heart starts to hearing, my heart starts I'm thinking of a guy right now, and every time I go to coffee with this guy, I mean it's not. It, it, I, I just I just get I, I walk away charged. He's not, you know, brightest. You know made probably what I did on his ACTs. You know. Somewhere under fourteen, fifteen, something like that. He's not too bright, he's just kind of a normal guy. Man, but he's got
0: he's got depth. He's cried out.
1: When I get around him, I'm going. I am a peon. I, I got. I know nothing. I'm, I'm already. I'm already like. I'm in like. You know, middle age crisis. You know, like I'm gonna die in 50 years. I already burned 30. And this guy's got. God help me. You know what I dream of? I've got probably you know eight nine hundred thousand. Eight, nine hundred, or a thousand kids, and you know, high school students, and tag, maybe more, twelve hundred, fifteen hundred. I don't know. What happened if this remnant of people, were so filled with the knowledge of God, when those sixteen-year-olds got around you, they were just feasting on the river. Happen if we knew the God that we spent all the hours talking as if we knew? You know, I mean, hey, I, I, I I'm going to be a Christian web developer. Hey, I'm going to be a Christian. This. Hey, I, I I'm going to, you know, I, I, I'm going to market this. I, we got all this stuff about God. We got, I got, a, I got, we got so many songs about Him. We got lots of visions for. Christian surfboard companies and singing Tales and, you know, we got all the stuff. What would happen if we just went and we knew the God that we were consumed with activity around in his name? You know, we do all these activities in his name. Let's build the buildings. Let's do the stuff. Let's dig the ditches. Blah, 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 blah. I just I don't know what's gonna happen if we stand before God and all these people if We've done all this activity in his name and we say did we not cast out demons in your name? Did we not do this stuff for you? Did we not raise up a discipleship program for you and God didn't I start a Christian coffee house in your name? And he goes, "Away oh, wait for me. I didn't know you That's just like sending chills down my spine today These guys were casting out demons ah we don't even have that kind of power in our midst. Right here. Right here. I know we don't. I mean, we got little outbreaks. We got little bits. But man, when we, when we go on these tours and we get, go into a city, man, it is the dream that we step off that bus and kids are radically set free. Not just acute Christian prayer. So we go in and I mean kids consumed with lust are set free. Broken and weak kids that are ticked off and mad are set free from demonic oppression that's keeping them angry and mad. We need we need we 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 lack the power to this. How much more if we I don't even I don't even know you. Oh friends, we're like three rungs down. How awful would it be if there was one person in this room that we stood before Jesus? And he said, I didn't even know you.
0: We know so much about him. But when it's just us, are we consumed?
1: Are we hungry? I'm asking this about me tonight. Am I hungry? Am I desperate? I mean, I just, let me give you some personal embarrassment. Imagine the day for me if I go, God, didn't I start a movement called Desperation? Are you desperate? No. Man, I wasn't desperate, God, I got a salary, I lived nice. Had friends like Joe Couch, cool guys. What about you? Put it in your story. God, didn't I go to the Bible college? God, didn't I do seven years in the furnace? Like, you know, Luke Warner? God, didn't didn't I do the deal? of the famous for this reason I kneel before the father from whom his whole family in heaven and earth derives its name I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge. What is that? That's encounter. To know a love that surpasses knowledge? Wait a minute. How can you know what surpasses knowledge? It doesn't, it's experiential. It's something that goes far beyond what your brain has. It's something that's in here. It's in your heart. I want to know the love that surpasses knowledge. Paul goes, I want you to get this. I want you to be filled with here. It is to the full measure of God, the fullness of God. There's much available to us. Isn't this our finest opportunity? Isn't this our finest hour? Isn't this the best thing that we have? Psalm 119, 18. Open my eyes that I may behold wonderful things in your law. Write that down. Start praying it. Psalm 119, 18. Open my eyes that I may behold wonderful things in your law. Job 36 is a great statement. It says, behold, God is great and we do not know him. Job 36, 26. "Behold, Behold, God is great and we do not know him. He's awesome and we don't have a clue. We know so little compared to what we could know okay, David, thanks for the talk. We ought to know God. Got it. I've been hearing that for a while now. How do I get there? I'm going to give you a starting place. Turn to Proverbs 2. Proverbs chapter 2. Here's Solomon, the wisest guy. He says this. It's like a one, two-step process. You ready? How do I get it, David? How do, I, how do I increase the spirit of revelation in my life? How do I grow in fulfilling Jesus' prayer that I would know him, that I would know God? Proverbs 2. My son, if. We're going to have six ifs, and then the seventh is going to be a then. Here they are. We live these things, and your hunger, your desire will increase. If you accept my words, that's the first one. First of all, you got to just accept the words of the scripture, Ex- accept the words of God, accept the Ten Commandments, it's script- accept the scriptures being scripture, the Bible as true. If you accept my words and store up my commands within you, Take the commands of God, memorize them, get them in you. In John 5, Jesus says to the Pharisees, he goes, you you
0: study the scriptures,
1: but you don't come to me that you might find life. Accept his words, store up his commands. Why? To know the person. Memorize them. Memorize the words of God. You want to get this? You go, I, I, I don't want to live without the knowledge of God. Start memorizing the scriptures. You turn your ear to wisdom. God, what are you saying today? What is the wisdom in this moment? God, I want to turn my ear to wisdom. I want to hear in your word today. What are you saying through the scriptures to me today? You listen to your accountability leader. Man, that's a hard one. Listen to them. What's their counsel? What's the counsel of those other God seekers in your little accountability group? Turn your ear to wisdom. What do they say? Listen to the rhema words of God in talks and sermons and messages. Listen to it every avenue you can get it. If you apply your heart to understanding, meditate on the scriptures. God open your word to me. Open your heart to me. Apply your heart to understanding. If you call out for insight, or you could write in there if you cry out. For Before you know it, you'll be writing Ephesians 1 and you'll be like, oh wow, this connects with Proverbs 2, and this connects with Ephesians 3, and whoa, and that connects with Revelation 7, and whoa, that cry in Revelation 7, that 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 connects with Revelation 5, and that Revelation 5, that oh, that connects with the Ephesians with the Philippians 2. That every day, yeah, whoa, and all of a sudden they'll just be like, whoa, it's God will go, yeah, crying out for insight. I'll give you insight start to get insight, and instead of it being like, oh, how well will this Bible preacher entertain me tonight, or will Matt Redman ever write a new song that will entertain me during the worship time, it won't be about the entertainment, it will be about you alone with God, and all of a sudden, you've cried out for insight, and you're, open, you're opening it up, and the black and white pages will turn to color, all of a sudden, it's like, Dorothy, you know, she goes over the rainbow, and all of a sudden, everything kind of comes alive, you're like, whoa. This once dry Kansas just turned into, you know, color and golden roads and, you know, singing lollipop games. It's awesome. There's this moment where, like, I'm connecting the dots, and all of a sudden, like, the scriptures are, I can see this and how this, and it's whole it's Christianity's coming alive. This won't come alive as a book. What will come alive is the knowledge of God. You're finding it. Cry out for insight. God, give me insight. Then don't go tell everybody you know all your insight. Don't go telling everybody all your, just oh, just pray and f- just, just simmer on it for a year. Oh, that's good, God. That's me and you. Then one day down the road, you know, for sure you do the thing where you tell it so that God can give you more. But the danger is hardly ever to keep too much. The danger is to spit out everything you know. Prove to God that for a while it's just you and him. It's not about everybody thinking you have great insight on the scriptures. It's not about that. No, it's about just you and him. Whoa, 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 whoa. I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, God. And God, you, and what? when Isaiah was saying this, this was happening, and this, and you were, and God, that's the same as, and this, that connects to my story when I was 11, and you did that, and and that's like the dream that you gave me, and oh, God, and he's like, oh, you know me a little bit, do you? and all of a sudden, it's not,
0: I want to know you.
1: Here's the next one. Cry aloud for understanding. All you introverts, if you're an introvert, raise your right hand. If you're an introvert, raise your hand. There's a lot more introverts than that. Raise your hand. You know what an introvert is? Kind of a quiet person, raise your hand. If you're thinking you're kind of a quiet person, raise your hand. Say cry aloud. That's why that's a problem right there. Watch this. All of you outgoing people, raise your right hand. Say cry aloud. All right, now. Okay, now, Introverts, let's try it again. Raise your right hand. Quiet people. Now say, cry aloud. It's a little better. Liar. All right. Hey, Maya, your roommate just raised her hand for introvert. Cry aloud for revelation. Cry out loud. I want to encourage you, alone with God, use your lungs. Cry out. It's in the Bible. If you cry aloud, you know, sometimes people are praying and they're like, I'm just, you know, praying in my heart. Friends, half the time you are not doing that. You are thinking about other things and you're using the excuse of praying quietly to justify the lack of anything going through your brain. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of loud people and there's nothing in their brain either. But what I am what I am saying is this: If you will cry aloud, it forces you to think and, and to say to God,
0: "God,
1: I want revelation. God, give me revelation." Give me revelation on Matthew. Give me revelation on Mark. God, I want Luke 15 to come alive. God, give me revelation on Matthew 28. God, I want all authority on heaven and earth to be granted to me as the literal power of Christ on the planet. God, I want revelation. And just cry out. You'll start to do it out loud. You'll start to practice it out loud. The hunger will grow. And when you have to articulate out loud prayers, it forces you to realize the real prayers that are in you. If you're just, well, I'm just kind of, kind of pray silently. There is, you don't even know what's really in you because you never have to, you never really, if when you just, when you don't move your mouth, you really don't ever force yourself to think. And you don't know the level of prayers that are really in you. But when you have to cry out for revelation, cry out. And I say, don't cry out passively. Oh God. Cry out God. The Seraphims aren't falling down before him silently. <laughs> no. The angels didn't come to the shepherds and go, you know, hey shh think through it, you know. Time we get around God, and there are creatures that are somehow expressing, beholding Him. It's never a silent affair. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace. Jesus is coming. <laughs> Falling down before Him, holy, 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 is the Lord God Almighty. He was, and is, and is to come. Ha! Ah, he's holy. It's an out loud deal. And I want you to know, if you'll get inside of you and out loud, I'm going to cry aloud for revelation. People think you're nuts. But man, some of my like, best, most zipped moments uh-huh, are alone in my car, driving, driving, and screaming at the top of my lungs, God, where are you? Listen, you know what, I am? I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a junkie when it comes to listening to sermons in my car, listening to people. And I'll listen to someone, and they will have so, be able to articulate the scriptures and talk about things of God that are so beyond where I'm at, that I'll get so hungry, and I'll, I'll push pause, and I'll go, God, where are you? Cry out, Proverbs 2. Cry out aloud, cry aloud. When we come here and you go, that's not my personality. Hey, it's right here. I don't care what your personality is. Cry aloud. But yeah, I'm more of the passive, strong, silent type. Be more of the godly type and cry aloud. God, I want revelation. I will not settle to have a passive spirit. I'm hungry for the word of God to come alive. And I want the knowledge of God to consume me. Cry aloud. We want it to mark us. I'm not saying that it, nowhere in the Bible does it say you have to have tears. Nowhere does it say you have to be as loud as Susanna. But what it does say is that you have to, you have to cry aloud. Cry aloud. Out loud. Out loud to God every day. Out loud to God every day. You know what? This, this is going to make it awkward for those of you that your only moment with God is at Starbucks. If you're sitting there, Ah! That means if you're like me and you do your God time at a coffee shop, that means there better be some God moments beyond just a coffee shop, little cute, little pristine moment. Your car. That's the only place for me. <laughs> I don't want to freak out my interns. Cry out for insight. And if you cry aloud for understanding. And you know what? Sometimes, I want to encourage you guys. um, You know, Romans 8 says that sometimes we have groans. You know, sometimes we have groans that are are beyond words. Sometimes use those groans. If you don't have words, just use the groans. But you know what? If you can develop language and use words, use words. You know, my son Dawson, you know, he's two and he just likes to go. He can say some words. In other words, he can't, and sometimes he just points to what he wants, and he's just like, ah, you know, like that. And I know what he wants, but I'm looking at him saying, Dawson, use your words. Use your words. You know what, guys? I want to encourage you guys. Get the Bible language in you and get the actual words of the scripture. And the reason why we come here night after night, and we pray the scriptures, and we say specifically, God, and we read the verse, and we say, have your way, thy kingdom come, thy will be. Do this, do Isaiah 62, do Isaiah 61. God, the way that you don't cause water to boil, run the heavens and come down. Use your words. Use the words of scripture, and you'll be surprised how like a river, your prayer life will start to flow." you feel like, wait a minute. I, I'm like, I'm crying out for revelation. I'm repeating what Isaiah saw. I can guarantee, I'm repeating what Isaiah said. I can guarantee you there's already zip on it. There is. It's already, they're already I mean, it's already recorded in the written word of God. Just take it. Make it yours. A lot of times what we do is, if I don't feel the anointing, if I don't come up with my own thing, hey, you know, after all, I kind of wish I could write my own book like John Levere and be cool, you know, but I'm not. I just kind of come up with myself. Just, you know, take this. Take it as it is. I guarantee this will be the chariot that will escort you to the knowledge of God. This will be the vehicle. This will be the car that will get you there. If you'll just take it and cry this out day after day after day. God, and pray Proverbs 2, Proverbs 3, Proverbs 4, just take it. Pray it. Cry out. Out loud to God. Get it in you. Look what happens. Oh, this says the last one. It says, look for it as for silver and search for it as hidden treasure. You know what that means? It's not all face value. It's not all just going to be there, you know, like, oh, yeah, there it is. Just, just right there for me. God says, there's some of it that I want you to search for. Some of it that I want you to have to find. You have to look for it. I want you to search for The word of God. I want, you to get, I want you to get in and wrestle with what was going on with Noah. What's going on with Moses? What's going on with Matthew? What's going on with James? What's going on in Revelation 19? What's going on? Study it. Search for it. You don't find silver or hidden treasures easily cost you something it takes diligence you'll search for his silver search for his hidden treasure searching out all the cool verses in Ezekiel Job
0: Nehemiah oh God old commentaries old books
1: Furnace Recommend section at the
0: first Coffee House. God, show me. Show me yourself.
1: If, if, if,
0: if, 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 then
1: you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. It's available to be found for the desperate. It's available to be found Available to be found for those that hunger and
0: thirst, that ache, that cry out.
1: Proverbs four seven. Wisdom is supreme; therefore, get wisdom. Though it costs you all you have, get understanding. Friends, though it costs you a lot. Though it costs you time, friends, dollars, get it. Get revelation. Get understanding. Not knowledge or power. Both hand. We want it. We want it. We want it. you. This is you tonight. You just go, I want this. The knowledge of God to consume me. Just place your hand on your heart. Father, in the name of Jesus, we love you. We desire to be people. To stand before you. And hear, well done. We desire to stand before you and be people that fulfill the prayer of Jesus. We knew you. We walked with you. We loved
0: you. Holy Spirit, have your way in us. Reveal God to us. Holy Spirit,
1: want the knowledge of God. We don't want to just market knowing God. We don't just want youth groups or internships Conferences or books or prayer meetings in the name of God.
0: We want to know Christ. We want
1: to encounter God. We want to know the one we sing about. We want to know the one we write about. We want to know the one we even talk about.
0: You've just heard one of the speakers from Desperation, a ministry of New Life Church in Colorado Springs. For more information on becoming a Desperation intern, attending one of our conferences, or joining the Desperation National Network for Local Churches, visit us at desperationonline.com.